Hello, welcome to the Free Will Science and Religion podcast. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with George Ortega, and we're going to be talking about what we mean when we say things like free will is an illusion or a delusion or an, an erroneous deduction or you know, a false conclusion. I mean, because there's so many ways of talking about what this is, and um, I'm not I'm not so sure how accurate the word illusion is. I I think of it in terms of ignorance, like somebody um, concludes that they um, are the author of their thoughts, beliefs, intentions, desires, and actions, or so-called choices because they're ignorant of the causes that compelled them to do that. So that's sort of my take is that as soon as you become aware of the causality behind everything, you stop seeing yourself as causal sui or a self-caused little thing. Okay, well, Chandler, I agree with, the, with your premise and your conclusion in the sense that like, you know, the people believe in free will because they are ignorant of their, their causes. And I want to delve into that in more detail. But before I forget, I also want to mention what free will is not. Sam Harris and other authors sometimes in their texts say that, that we feel like we have a free will. And sometimes I'm thinking that they're not using the term metaphorically. You know, sometimes, you know, I get the impression that they're using the term literally you know, we feel like we have a, and that's completely mistaken. In other words, a feeling is an emotion. A feeling is a psychophysiological state. It's neurons. You know, our body is in a certain state during different emotions. So this, this belief in free will is clearly not a feeling unless you really want to use it completely metaphorically. You know, that sure, we feel like we have a free will, but we're not talking literally. Okay, um, to address your, um, your, I think, very accurate contention that I think what happens is like um, ignorance causes people to believe in free will because as you're saying, people do not, are not aware of the, the, the causes of their behavior. But then like, so like, so you have some ignorance, right? But then we, we use, we conclude what we conclude based on what, on logic and what we know. So while so so while ignorance may be causing them to to um to reach the the wrong conclusion, there is another component of it that addresses um how they're actually reaching their conclusion in light of this ignorance. So you might want to address that. Yeah. So with incorrect information or a lack of the relevant information they're not going to reach the correct conclusion. That's what you're saying, isn't it? And, and even more than that, so like, so like since they are um, basing their, um, their conclusion um, you know, on a lack of uh, information or a lack of information is, is a part of you know, their conclusion, and actually you're right, it, it's like why they're concluding falsely, but then that leaves them with what they're actually concluding based on. You know, aside from the ignorance, in other words, like if they're ignorant of the causes, then what is is it? You know, is it simply the ignorance of the causes? You know, it seems like there has to be other kinds of rationales or evidence or whatever 
that that's therefore leading them to reach the wrong conclusion. Yeah, um, and I think there's more to it than just the ignorance. Of course, you know, people are taught that they have free will in that they're taught, well, you chose to do this, and so it's your fault, you're bad, and you deserve to be punished. I mean, a lot of people are taught that even as children. Um, so I think you have um, I think you have that as well as the ignorance, but um, I think it, it's an it's upon examination of what somebody really when they claim that they have a free will, it's examining what are they saying that leads to breaking the spell of it. I think because I know that's how it worked for me. Um, would you like me to explain that? Uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, see, I didn't know what free will was at all. I just thought free will is basically that you make choices, but there's but what I wasn't getting um back then is that wait a minute. So if you choose this or that, well, why did you do that? And I realized, oh, well, there's a reason. There's a cause for why someone does something. Something doesn't happen without a cause. Um, and so for me, it was pretty much the idea that determinism or causality was what was controlling me and that I'm, that the way reality is, is that I seek pleasure and avoid pain. And I could just look in, in hindsight at my entire life and all my behavior and all the things I did and realize, well, wait a minute, I did that because I was afraid of that. I did that because I liked doing that, and I realized I didn't choose my own desires, and that everything that I do in my whole life was set in motion by causes before I was even conceived. So I realized I wasn't in control. Um, so that was enough for me. Later on, I understood that you know indeterminism or randomness wouldn't give me any more control because I can't control um randomness or things that i'm not aware of okay so basically you're saying that like you know you um you evaluated your experience based you know based on the past on what you you were able to do or you weren't able to do and it just like logically made sense to you that if you did have a free will based on your understanding of free will you would have been able to do anything you really wanted to do and and, and naturally that's another you know, powerful way of understanding why we don't have a free will. If we if we had a free will, we'd all be blissed out, and we'd met, never be immoral. You know, to the extent that we value morality and all. So, like, so yeah, you based it. You know, in other words, like, you um, in 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 this sense, you know, the ignorance is like it's actually a lack of. It's it's not just ignorance, perhaps, but it's also a lack of delving deeply enough into the question. You know, that like on appearance. It seems like what we do is up to us, but when you examine it, you know, and this is like, again, completely separate from the, the issue of causality making it impossible, but if you simply examine our human will um, carefully enough, as you did, you reach the, the same conclusion. So I just wanted to go back to um, the, uh, um, this, this lack of this ignorance that you're referring to, because I think it is powerful, and I want to use it by by um by way of analogy in other words like you know a long time ago people believed that the world was flat and and if you happen to be living let's say 
in a part of the world that doesn't have any major bodies of water, then it seems perfect sense that you would reach that conclusion. So it's, it's, it's based, the ignorance in this case is of, for example, let's say you live on the coast and you see, you know, there's a horizon of the sea on the coast of an ocean. So then it would be ignorance of, of evidence that clarifies the situation. So for example, like if you're living, you know, on a, on a seashore and you're seeing a ship, you know, go into the horizon, sail into the horizon, and it, it seems to be sinking into the, the ocean, right? That's what it appears. But then it comes back, you know, so it obviously didn't sink. Then you begin to get an inkling of the fact, well, wait, wait a minute, maybe this, this world isn't, um, you know, uh, flat. And then, then, then so like that would be ignorance of this horizon effect. Then, you know, greater ignorance is like I have a feeling that most of us don't really understand how we learned that, that the world isn't flat. But, I, you know, I think it has to do with astronomy because we understood this. We figured this out long before we had satellites and before we sent people out into space. So actually, I'm not even sure I um, understand. I think I learned it a long time ago, but I don't remember how we came to understand through astronomical, you know, calculations and stuff why, you know, the world, can, the Earth cannot be flat. But again, so like it's basically ignorance of certain kinds of like factors that are essential to completely understanding a situation. And that, you're right, is, is why what people lack in, in, in conclude, you know, in, in what to, that leads them to conclude that they have a free will. They haven't, they're ignorant of these other factors that are necessary to a complete analysis. Yeah, and respond to the whole flat earth thing, I think it's more, it's important for us to say, as you've said in episodes of Exploring the Illusion of Free Will, that basically um, we, <laughs> you know, it's not as important. Understanding how, how round the world is actually doesn't even, is not even comparable to understanding that free will is an illusion and that our wills are causal. We've, we've talked about that before because... If there's somebody who believes the world's flat, well, hey, you know, I don't, I don't feel any great motivation to set them straight on that. Um, but I think um, the a lot, like a lot of people, they don't think that it's that important to understand determinism and that our wills are causal. But they don't seem to understand that it makes a huge difference in every day of your life how you treat yourself and others. Um, because if you see people as unmoved movers or first causers of everything they do, well, then you blame them and you wonder why they don't choose to do otherwise. Chandler, I, I agree with you completely. And like, you know, we've got to do a lot more episodes on this because this is what people need to hear. People need to hear how harmful the belief in free will is and how helpful and, and, and basically, you know, useful in so many ways, understanding that we don't have a free will is. So like, and another thing we, we want to look like, you're right. I mean, fine, we discovered that the world is not flat. It's an orb, big deal, unless we plan to travel, you know, to outer space and come back, whatever. You know, it, it does have some utility now. But yeah, to most of us, big deal. Or that the, the, the sun doesn't revolve around us, we revolve around it. It's interesting to know, but, you know, and I'm, I'm saying this because, like, you know, um, 
the, the first hundred episodes of our TV show, Exploring Losing Your Free Will, it has as the, um, as the opening panel, John Searle's quote that our world overcoming the illusion of free will would represent a bigger revolution in our thinking than Einstein or Copernicus or Galileo or Newton or Darwin. And, and then he goes on to say that it would alter our whole conception of our relation to the universe. And that's why this is so important. In other words, it's just not knowledge for knowledge's sake. It's just because it makes so much, you know, it's just so important to how we interact with ourselves and others. And again, we're, we're going to want to do a lot more, you know, um, episodes on that. But let's return back to the um, to the issue of of, um, of free will being an illusion, and, and uh, that it's not really an illusion. So, so basically, if it's not an illusion, what are we concluding that it is? I I would say it's probably a a lack of looking into it. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a lack of investigating. Um, why people do what they do because as soon as you investigate it as soon as you study it to any great detail um, about why people do what they do well then you've got it because once you've got oh well oh why do people do what they do oh there's a reason people do what they do and it's once you've got that down you you you've got it if you, as long as you follow that trail because there's a reason for that reason and there's a reason for that reason there's a cause for that cause for that cause for that cause. <laughs> and that's what um, set me straight on that because I realized it's not as if we are self-causing things. There's even even like, you know, sometimes, you know, when you say that, well, if we had a free will, we would be perfect angels and we'd always be moral and never do anything wrong or we'd always be able to do what we want. And yet even that is not truly um, us being in control or having free will because really we don't get to choose what we want. <laughs> and that's what makes it very interesting is that there's not even a concept. If somebody tries to write a story where a character has free will, there's not even a concept there. What would that even mean? Chandler, that's a great point. In other words, like, you know, the only reason we would want to be blissed out is because we're programmed biologically to want to be blissed out. So like, absolutely. There's, there's absolutely no scenario where, where free will makes sense or is like, you know, has evidence to support it. Um, getting back to like, so, all right, so here's the thing. So like, yes, there's ignorance, there's ignorance of, of certain, you know, evidence like determinism and indeterminism, you know, and then, I think the, the other another part of it is like there's insufficient um, analysis. In other words, like you know, you didn't rely on like you were saying before on your knowledge of determinism to arrive at the conclusion that you didn't have a free will. You simply, you know, subjected the issue to critical analysis. And so, so like basically, one of the problems in the world is that they don't teach critical analysis in schools. People like you and I are fortunate to be able to have, you know, keen internet intellects that can, you know, analyze a, um, you know, an issue like this and through logic arrive at, at uh, the right conclusion. But many academics, even PhDs, they got there because they have good memories, they're able to 
to memorize vast quantities of information, retain that information, and then be able to retrieve it in order to teach it or to write. But many of these academics have very, very poor critical analysis skills. So basically, so like, so one thing, so like, one reason, you know, so, so free will is not a, an, an illusion. Free will is kind of like a conclusion that can either be based on, you know, uh, um, logical, critical analysis, or it can also be based on evidence like, you know, understanding that neither determinism causality nor indeterminism a causality can allow for a free will. Yeah, um, I mean, once somebody analyzes things, um, it becomes clear what the problem is. And, you know, how I started out, I was reading stuff. I was reading the different arguments for and against free will. And I started seeing the holes in the stuff that they were saying. Um, because... I think that's, I mean, that's the key to learning about any subject, you know, what, what, no matter what the issue is, whatever the religious or philosophical or political issue, as soon as you start seeing the different things people are saying, at, one, at some critical point, you start, you start analyzing and thinking, well, you know, this person said this, but this person said this that refutes there, and it's interesting because... I think that the entire premise of the way the free will debate is framed is wrong because it's always framed as, um, you know, free will versus determinism, which in a way, I mean, that's sort of good because it's true that determinism cancels out free will. But then people get this idea, well, not everything's determined and they they throw this stuff at us that, oh, well, not everything has a cause. Um, and so I think the problem is that people, um, they have viewed it as an issue of, oh, well, if we just get rid of determinism, then we can have free will. But that's not at all the case. And so I feel like the entire premise, even though causality should be enough to get rid of the the very illusion or ignorance of free will, th this whole um, indeterminism and this quantum randomness that they keep coming out all the time, there's a new, there'll be tons of new YouTube videos where somebody's claiming we have free will because of randomness. So that's one concern I have. Yeah, and Chandler, you're, you're, you're exactly right. In other words, the the debate should be framed free will versus determinism and indeterminism because it essentially you know and and actually you know most accurately it, in a certain sense it should be free will and determinism because like you know there's some of us that understand that actually nothing in nature is uncaused that people who that claim that quantum behavior is uncaused are claiming that based on an ignorance of the causes. There are certain phenomenon in, in quantum mechanics, quantum particle behavior, that we, that we see it happening, but we don't know why it's happening. We haven't identified a cause. And certain you know, scientists very unscientifically conclude that, well, if we can't see a cause, there can't be a cause, and that is so unscientific. So, so like, in a certain sense, you know, 
Um, it has been confused in that way. Um, I want to go back to, again, this, this idea of like how we figure out that, that we don't have a free will. It should be so clear to people. You know, in other words, like another, there was like, there was an episode of, of um, our, um, our TV show, Exploring the Illusion of Free Will, that we did a long time ago. And actually, it was the, there was a guy who was an Indian guy, and he had a, a very long name. I, I can't remember right now, but he, he came up with a brilliant, brilliant, very commonsensical explanation of how we don't have a free will. And what he said, like, well, if you have a free will, that means like you can think what you want to think, right? That you have control over your thoughts. So his challenge was, right now, what I want you to do for the next 15 seconds is I don't want you to think any thoughts at all. I don't want you to think anything. Now think about this, Chandler. So like all of a sudden, you're trying to not think thoughts, and these thoughts are coming to you. And the first thing that you're aware of is, oh, my God, these thoughts are coming to me. I'm not willing them. They're just coming to me. And then you quickly realize, oh, my God, that's how all of our thoughts come. So well, yeah. <laughs> see, I, see, here's the deal. I failed that experiment very badly, George, because here's how it happened with me. Is basically – if you're trying to not if you're trying to not think any thoughts for 10 minutes then you're thinking about not thinking about thoughts and you're thinking how long have i not been thinking <laughs> like and so then you you can't help but think you can't turn it off oh yeah chandler <laughs> chandler you and i have to do um another you know tv episode about this you know because like before you know i i I'd never, you know, realized that there's such brilliant, it's a, such a brilliant, um, you know, explanation of why we have free will. And there's another part of it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to find his name now, but no, I, I shouldn't like, um, but basically the other, the other thing that this guy said was that um, basically another thing that, that demonstrates so clearly, so easily that we don't have a free will is like the other challenge is like, all right, now, like, he basically, you know, he, he presents the idea of banana, you know, or, or it, could be, it could be like music or whatever. And, you know, whatever. And then he said, like, you know, I want you to not think about this, right? And, you know, <laughs> in psychology, in psychology, you know, it's common knowledge that when you, when you say that to a, you know, don't think of an elephant, elephant, whatever. People know that when you tell people not to think about something, they're going to think about something. So, um, so again, two very powerful, you know, commonsensical ways of understanding that we don't have a free will that don't rely on the determinism, indeterminism uh, debate, that don't rely on a knowledge of physics and quantum physics, that, that just rely on common sense and logic. And unfortunately, again, one of the, one of the things that this whole free will debate is, is um, getting me very aware of is that, you know, while we have many wonderful, very effective scientists who are great in technology and, and you know, who can really do great science in other ways, that we have a very, very, um, we have a problem in our world that not enough people are, are, um, are versed in, in this, this, this simple skill of, of critical analysis, of commonsensical logic. And you know what, George? I think I know why that is. 
because those who do have the kind of brain power to question things and analyze things and ask those questions about why, well, those are the ones who get punished because they're not supposed to question authority. They're not supposed to challenge their teachers or their priests or, or rabbis or pastors or parents or whoever it might be. It, because the answer all too often thrown at people is, because I said so. And that's the end of all of the discussion. <laughs> well, Chandler, that's a great, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I think there may be more to it, and let's, let's explore a bit more. I think another reason may be that some of this, like, imagine, like, it could be that this, crit this strength in critical analysis is something that, that evolves, that, you know, humanity gets stronger and stronger as we evolve. So when the education system, you know, came into being, the teachers, they were perhaps very good at teaching, again, at remembering um, what they've learned at learning and then retrieving it and teaching it. But these individuals may not have actually been very good at critical analysis. So it might have been just simply easier to base the education system on, on the strengths of the teachers, of the, the existing strengths of the teachers. And naturally, these didn't often include, again, um, this, 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 this um, skill of critical analysis. So, and, and again, it's very important to kind of like, you know, try to figure out what these reasons are so that we can kind of like, you know, better, we, we have to, you know, get better and better at understanding why people believe in free will so that we can come up with approaches to help them overcome their, their, um, their lack of understanding, their, their you know, erroneous conclusions. Yeah, and you know, George, here's what I find interesting. Um, from what I've found, the time when people learn the most is not when they are in school. It's not before the age of 18. It's after. Because it's after they're out of that environment where everybody ha has to just memorize information and regurgitate it. And then people are out there working their jobs and, and living their life. Well, then that's when a lot of them, the biggest changes in their lives happen. You know, their, their 20s, their 30s, you know, they, um, they, everything changes because they're learning more, you know, and people typically don't learn philosophy until either college or they learn it somewhere else. And I think that's what really opens the door is when people are, are asking those questions of the most, the most extreme importance um and so it's it's kind of sad that people can't start that process earlier they could if they weren't prevented from it because children are naturally curious and always full of questions but then people shut them up yeah chandler that's a great point excellent point and, and so i think what's going to happen because of shows and podcasts like ours you know all this work that's like we're basically getting this this topic that's been like languishing in academia for centuries, we're bringing it out into the public spotlight. And because of all this, people are thinking about it more. Now, I think the next step may be that um, people that, you know, more college courses will be about it. Because like, again, a lot of people are afraid of this idea. A lot of people think this is a very dangerous idea. So they want to kind of like move step by step, get college um, kids to understand it first, and then they'll start um, teaching high school kids and ultimately probably um, you know, junior high school and elementary kids. Because again, this, this is so useful in so many ways. Before, but like I just, um, 
I wanted to mention the guy that we were talking about before. You know, his name is Lako, Lakesh Hanumapa. I want to spell this L O K E S H N A H A N U M A P P A. And it's episode 129, Lokesh Hanumapa on free will, happiness, guilt, and blame. Because those, those two ways of understanding that we don't have a free will, just try to not have any th- thoughts at all, or just try to focus on, on a banana or whatever, they are so powerfully clear, you know, from our, our, our experience that we don't have a free will. But, um, so again, like, um, yes, I, I agree with you, Chandler, that, that basically, you know, we're not taught to, to explore this, this concept until much made, later in life. And if it was introduced to us, you know, at an early age, I have a feeling that that um, elementary, like fourth, fifth graders, I think they have the critical um, rational skills to be able to understand quite logically why, why free will is impossible. Yeah. And, and, you know, what's great about this is, I mean, we're not stopping with the free will topic. You know, the conversations we have when we start talking about consciousness and the universe and evolution and all these amazing things because once you get once you start down that path of well what caused this um and that well then it leads into so many discussions that almost nobody has i haven't had any of those kind of discussions before i met you and we got into some of this stuff because once you i think that the free will topic develops your critical reasoning I agree completely. Then that's yes, that's you know, Chandler. How much time do we have? I think we're we're pretty close to the mark. Yeah, we're almost at thirty minutes, so we probably should close this one. Should I? Do the Absolutely. Out? All yeah. right. Well, you've been listening to Free Will: Science and Religion with Chandler Klebs and George Ortega. We've talked about free will, determinism, indeterminism, ignorance, illusion, delusion, whatever. There's so many things, but. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed, and there will be more episodes. Bye.